Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a nostalgia podcast where we revisit all the things that made the 90s and noughties brilliant. From kids TV shows to niche movies, toys, games and everything in between. My name is Matt Bentley Viney and tonight I am joined by... Gemma Bentley Viney. Welcome to the show Gemma, how are you? I'm good thank you, obviously this is our first episode of 2020. Yes, it is. And it's also a new season of Remember This. Season, season two. two. Season two. Dos. We hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. We did. Yes, we certainly did. It was the little family, the three of us. Yep. Little Meg. We went back to Bournemouth to see um, both of our families. Meg went to the beach for the first time and loved it. Made friends with our friend's dog, Ralph. If you don't know who Meg is... She's she isn't a child. She is a dog, a puppy from Lesvos. Yes, a little rescue pup. And then I actually had quite a lot of time off over Christmas and New Year this year. I was quite lucky. So I had about five days. And then we actually hosted New Year's Eve at ours. I'd done 14 people round and it was really good. And then I've been working kind of, I think I went back to work on the 28th. But we've had a break. We've come back refreshed and yes. raring to go all day today. We've been like, oh, we need to do the podcast. When are we going to do the podcast? Let's do the podcast. Yes. So we are doing it right now. It's nice to be back. We've had some Remember This related things happen to us. Yeah, over, we've been on brand, very on brand. Over Christmas and New Year. So one of my presents to Gemma for Christmas. What was it, Gem? It was Crash Bandicoot. And then you've also bought me... Or the me... PlayStation 4. Yes, and you've just bought me Rayman as well. Because we're speeding through Crash. I love it. We've to... I do love it. And it has got a lot of use. It's been a very, very, very good present in that way. However, it is such like a time vacuum. Like one of the reasons this podcast has been delayed and is out a bit later than we expected was because we were like, oh, should we just, should we just play Crash? Yeah, it's just pretty Crash. On the new Crash... It's basically revamped and done better graphics for the three original PlayStation mm-hmm. games. So Crash Bandicoot, the original. Crash Bandicoot, the Wrath of Cortex, mm-hmm. which was the second one. And then Crash Bandicoot Warped, yeah. which was the one I definitely played the most. If you would be interested in an episode dedicated to PlayStation games, do email us at rememberthisquestionmark at gmail.com. That's question mark is in the word, as we are contemplating doing one. I also picked up a old Bliss magazine. Don't know why I was hanging on to it. I like the idea that all of these years when I've been doing clear outs of my bedroom, I was like, no, let's just keep let's just keep a copy of Bliss, why not? And it's very funny. And uh these sort of teen magazines don't really exist as much anymore. And you may not know this about me, but I studied fashion journalism at uni. Um so I'm a big magazine fan and consumer. So we might also do one episode where like half of the time. What year is it from? Don't know. Imagine it was like 2002. Katie Price is a cover star. Uh, Her sister... Is this as Katie Price or as Jordan? I think it was as Katie Price. And her sister used to have a column for this magazine. And Henry Holland was a fashion editor at the time, who's now obviously a very successful designer. I just think it'll be really funny going through all the old gossip. Yes. And seeing what what do people care about back then. Are any of them still relevant now? Well, yeah, there probably wasn't Extinction Rebellion or veganism or anything like that. So you've got those to potentially look forward to. And now that um, 
like the new generation of PlayStation games, they're remastering all the originals. It's definitely a thing we could go back and do because I remember I used to play the Harry Potter game a lot. There was one on the DVD, but yeah. I also used to play it. I think it was Harry Potter and it was a Quidditch game I played. And there was a, might have been Chamber of Secrets. So let us know if there are any games in particular you would like to hear us talk about because that could well be arranged. Because when I look at these remastered games, they're always very cheap. Really? Yep. I think they'd be expensive. I mean, but... your your Christmas present was, oh, that was really expensive. That was hundreds of pounds. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> but every other remastered game is actually quite cheap. How much was Rayman? I, said, I swear it was like £13 on Argos. Rayman was like a tenner. It's good, isn't it? That's good. That's good. It's not bad. But shall we get into the episode? Well, yeah, because we've got a bit of a bumper episode. We've got two, well, one absolute Stone Cold classic. Everybody knows yeah. it. Everybody loves it. It's still running today somehow. Don't and say somehow. Well, we no, know why it's running today. Whenever something's been running for over 20 years, it's incredible achievement. Yeah. You have to just accept that, don't you? And then the other TV show had one series. But I would say left a pretty good legacy too. Because we met up with some friends t- today and they remembered it and recognised it. And also one of you guys, one of our listeners actually um, suggested it as well for us to watch. And I had the VHS growing up of it and loved it. And honestly, re-watching it, because it was like 50 minutes, 45 minutes. We were like, oh, we'll just like watch five minutes of it, like one of the episodes. We watched nearly all of we it. We ended up watching pretty much the whole series. Oh. series. And honestly, 10 out of 10. Well, no, well you're it. meant to wait and do your reviews until afterwards. No, I'm getting you don't, excited don't like there's going to be a 10 out of 10. Both of these 10 out of 10. Well, there's a bit of a musical theme. And if you haven't guessed already, which you, Gemma always says, yeah, but you say it on the, the, the episode the title. One day I'm not going to put it on there. I'll just put question mark and question mark. So nobody knows what they're going to hear. Would you like that or would you not like that? Maybe Let me know. on Instagram you could do like a guess what we're going to talk about and then like do little stories where we're going to talk, you know, little hints. So Gemma, would you like to introduce Arthur? Be delighted. It'd be my honour. Arthur is a Canadian-American animated educational television series for children ages 4 to 8. Created by Cookie Jar Group, the show is set in the fictional American city of Elwood City and revolves around the lives of 8-year-old Arthur Reed. The television series is based on the Arthur Adventure book series, written and illustrated by Mark Brown. WGBH Boston, along with Sinar, began production of the animated series in 1994 and had its first episode on the 7th of October, 1996. Since its debut, the show has broadcast 246 half-an-hour episodes. Arthur often deals with important issues families face, such as asthma, dyslexia, cancer, diabetes, and autism spectrum disorder. It also encourages reading and relationships with family and friends by explaining that people have different personalities and interests. Arthur became one of the highest rated shows on PBS Kids for several years since its debut, averaging almost 10 million viewers weekly in the US. The TV series reggae star theme song, Believe in Yourself, was written by Judy Henderson and Jerry DeVillers Jr. and was performed by Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. And that is actually Bob Marley's son. Also some fun facts for you. I'm some of their celebrity guests over the years. 
The Backstreet Boys appear as themselves in an hour-long special, Arthur, It's Only Rock and Roll. Matt Damon appears as himself in the making of Arthur. Matt Damon! Lance Armstrong appears as himself to help Francine deal with cancer on the great McGrady. Oh my God. That was a sad thing about Lance Armstrong. I know he you know, was a doping fiend and all of that, but he was so inspirational for people with cancer. Philip Seymour Hoffman appears in No Acting Please as Will Hoffman. That's brilliant. Alan Cumming appears as Sebastian Winkleplotz in Show Off. Jane Lynch appears as Mr. Ratburn's sister in Mr. Ratburn and their special someone. Oh. I want to actually watch a few more of those actually i i'm keen to watch more especially the ones actually that deal with um the more serious subjects we stuck to season one just because those are the ones that we remembered the most so those are the ones we watched but to be honest just even if we're not going to talk about the next episodes i'm just gonna just gonna get watch back on it, it. For, watch it for my own enjoyment actually aimed at eight-year-olds though well four to eight feels very very young doesn't it Four to, I was watching this when I was 12. Yeah, same. I was watching probably up until I was 13, 14, maybe. Yeah, because I used to watch it off after school. And I was like, this is like middle school. So what are your memories, Matt, of Arthur? Well, you can't talk about Arthur without first mentioning the iconic theme song. And I didn't know that the song was performed by Bob Marley's son. Siggy that, Marley. That's amazing, isn't it? I had no idea. I think now it makes so much sense because everybody knows this theme song. This is probably a lot of people's favourite kids TV show theme song. And... I'm not surprised. Now we know, obviously, like, he was behind it. You sort of think, of course it was a success. Like, it's a great song and therefore it needed good people to make it. It is a really good song. And, yeah, so you start with the theme tune, which is just an absolute 10 out of 10. It's very warming yeah. and it's also very indicative of what the whole show is like it's very cozy it's very nice it's a safe space isn't it very colorful very upbeat it's just somewhere you're happy to go for 10 minutes and being like okay the next 10 minutes the world around me isn't happening and we're gonna go into the world of arthur and the nice animals that they all are yeah he's an aardvark is that what he is yeah no i love aardvarks we watched four episodes but we'll only talk about two because two of them really struck a chord of us mm -hmm. and one of them was about dw copying arthur yes and then the other episode was mr ratburn when they first meet mr ratburn yes the teacher and i think that's actually episode one i think that's the pilot but jen which episode would you like to speak about first i liked when dw wants to be arthur Oh, it's so cute. It is very, very sweet. And DW is obviously going to be like a proper baby, which again, I don't see her as a baby. She seems a lot bigger than a baby. And... Well, the thing is, because maybe um, when I was looking on Wikipedia, so they get the voice actors in and they actually do young kids. So no. yeah, they've had six different Arthurs, like five different DWs. So depending on what series you're watching, you might hear a version of DW or Arthur a lot younger or older. I remember Arthur's voice changing, actually. I remember really? now watching it and being like, that's not his voice. What have they done? But that's why we watched series one, because it, that's what I remember. His voice, um, that series is 100%, and Buster 2 is 100% what yeah. I remember. 
and yeah, this episode's really great because DW's always painted out, even in the intro, it's like, oh, DW, whoa. Yeah, the annoying kind of little sister. Bratty story. little sister, yeah. getting in the way, being annoying. But mom, I don't want to do this. My brother used to say I was like DW. Oh. No, I wasn't. I was lovely. Were you shouting at him when he was sat in the hoop? Like, DW, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a really lovely episode because you saw a different side to her. Mm-hmm. So her motivation, this whole episode, is basically, I want you to play with me. Why won't you? And when he says it's because... You like baby things. You like rubbish things. You don't like any of the good things, cool things that I like. And he likes interesting things. So she then decides, right, I'm going to become you. And then you'll play with me. I'm trying to remember. It Was, was it Mrs. Moo Cow? Uh, yeah. So she was watching a TV show, I think it was called Mrs. Moo Cow. It was really funny. And it was all about, we're going to learn about the colour green. (laughs) And then he wants to watch Bionic Bunny. And she's like, no, I'm just about to learn about the colour green. He's like, oh, I hate you and your baby TV shows. Oh, this is ridiculous. And then you can see her being quite hurt by that because she genuinely thinks Mrs. Moo Cow's great. Yeah, and it was really sad because as as another example of her being too young apparently is when they're playing baseball outside and then he's pretending it's like a really big game and it's like yeah imaginary stadium and everything but then she brings out her doll to bat and he's like no that's not what happened your doll can't bat and it's like oh let her have her fun what are yeah. you doing arthur he, he's a dick in this episode like yeah, he really actually. annoyed me in this story i was like you're acting like such a prick he's being very mean because he then keeps like complaining to his mum and dad about her. And all she wants to do, because she says, if I act like a grown-up, will you then play with me? And he says, yes. So then it's really funny. She has like a makeover and like literally wears the same outfit as Arthur. Wears glasses. Wears, wears glasses. Wears yellow jumper. <laughs> and then all of a sudden pretends to like Bionic Bunny. And then... But just copies it. She doesn't like it. She doesn't even understand it. Yeah. But she'll just laugh when he laughs. Gasp when he gasps. And he starts to get irritated. There's actually a similar storyline in, I'm sure there's in loads of kids' TV shows, but in Recess, I remember it loads when uh, Mikey was copying Vince. Yes. So it's obviously a bit of a trope in American kids' sitcom, but I always do quite enjoy it. It always gets a laugh out of me. I think it's very much doing that message of, you know, of someone's copies you, it's flattery. And I remember that was quite a big thing at school. And I think... It's very funny in the sense that everyone thinks they're really unique when really it's like, you know, if, you, if someone's like, oh, you can't wear the same plimsolls as me. It's like, well, you didn't invent plimsolls, Oh, that's did you? funny you use that example. That's because, what your brother said uh, to you <laughs> <laughs> My younger brother once told me, because I think to be fair to him, I did insult his plimsolls. I said they were ballet shoes or dancing shoes. And I was like, why are you buying them? Because I was just like... Uh, I don't know, like a stereotypical, like, ogre of a, a lad back then. And I was like, oh, you got to be wearing them, dancing. Like, whatever, stupid. Anyway, I bought some plimsolls, some yellow ones. And, uh, yeah, he took the, to the mick out of me. And he said, like, you're copying me, you can't wear them. And like you say, well, you didn't invent plimsolls. Well, yeah, it's a bit like when everyone was wearing Converse. If someone's like, oh, you're copying me because you've also got Converse. It's like, I think, like half of the population probably own a pair of Converse. It's not, but when you're growing up, you do think you're doing everything 
is so different or so revolutionary because everything's still very new, obviously, when you're younger. So it does feel like, oh, wow. Did anyone ever copy you or did you ever copy anyone else? Yeah, let us know. I didn't oh, no, copy anyone. I was asking you. Oh, um, no, I remember being classed as quirky on nasty oh. days at school. And and that's nice of that. That also is AKA individual. But no, everyone was like, oh, that's so trait. weird. And I'm like, it's really not. I wore, um, it's really nice. This is like year nine. I had this really nice jumper from River Island. This is what I'm saying. It wasn't like, oh, wow, where oh. did you get that from? It's like, same place you buy your clothes. And it was like a bat wing purple leopard print jumper. And everyone's like, oh, that's so weird. Like, oh. And I'm like, it's, and then literally a year later, lots of people wearing like jumpers with bat wings. And it's just a <laughs> bit like, you know, we just sort of, I remember always just being really confused when people would be like, oh, that's weird. Well, it's really quirky. And I'm like, it's really not. I used to wear these black shoes that had a bow tie, like, um, not bow tie, I mean, like, just a ribbon. They were like fake ballet shoes where they would be black. Right leather and then a ribbon to tie them up and i was like oh yeah they're really weird and quirky and stuff like that and i was like they're literally black shoes i don't understand what's wrong with being your goth it was you know you just sort of think like it's really it's really not guys i remember i once bought a kangol kangol oh well because you loved samuel l jackson no like rucksack i think i said rucksack a minute (laughs) rucksack rucksack uh which is very unme it's quite like I think I got from like Sports Direct, and I remember oh I know it was really not me, but everyone was kind of having used sports bags as their like school bags, and I was like, I'm not gonna get the Jane Norman bags. I'm not gonna get like Lonsdale like ones. So I was like, okay, but I will go to Sports Direct to get it. So it's oh, kind wow. of so you're fitting in. It's kind of, but I wouldn't fully commit. And I remember sort of thinking, why have I got this? And I was annoyed oh, being pressure. like peer pressure bought me. I didn't even like it in the end. And I'm thinking I bought this from peer pressure and it's not even nice. And oh. I was annoyed. So I didn't really do that ever again. I remember thinking I've bought this because I've been conditioned to think I'd like it. Yeah, guys, as Gemma said at the top of the show, if you ever want to contribute to the conversation on this podcast, you can email us at rememberthis?gmail.com. Um, or tweet us. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. Like whatever's easiest for you guys to get in touch. But we really appreciate it, and we always really like hearing from you. Yes. So yeah, if you've got any funny like copying stories, do get in touch. We'll read them out on the next episode. Yeah, because I always find copying just really funny. It's just it is a form of flattery. It's like you know, mm-hmm. they obviously think what you're doing is interesting or nice or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but it, it can go too far, and it does in this episode. Like, Arthur's friends, particularly Binky, thinks it's Arthur, doesn't realise that it's yeah. DW. But, I mean, he's a bit of a moron, isn't he? I mean, it, I, I never liked they Binky. Ah, oh, Binky's got some good he's moments. He's stupid. He was the bully, but then I think you learn a exactly. bit about him. Exactly, he was a they... bully. He was, a, again, like, another not very nice I like Binky. There was levels to Binky that they kind of showed throughout the series. Yeah, it was kind of a nice moral ending in the sense that he then realised, like DW was starting to realise that she's actually not having fun. She's sort of thinking, I'd rather, you know, I am a baby and I like those other things one day. And, you know, and I think Arthur also then really appreciated it when she started watching Mrs. Moo Cow. And she, he was like, this, the world's been, you know, put back to rights or whatever it is. And I think also acknowledging people's differences and it's being like, actually, That's you a good know, thing. Yeah. It is good that we're all different. It'd be boring if we weren't. Exactly. So then the second episode we watched was where they get a new teacher assigned to them and it is Mr. Ratburn. 
and I keep calling him a rat. And it's like, it sounds like a proper like slur, doesn't it? It's like, oh yeah, that rat. I wonder what that rat does. And it's like, oh, it's a bit mean. And it's a bit specious. They've all been told Mr. Ratburn's a horrible teacher, really frightening. He eats nails. You know, he, oh, um, yeah. if you get a question wrong, he like sends you into a hole. And yeah, and they ask the fourth graders about him because he was their teacher before. So then they're like, oh, so what's he like? And then they also spin like a web of lies yeah. as well and say, oh, yeah, he, he could kill a tiger. And, and there's I don't a really that, funny but. moment when they're all in the classroom with Mr. Ratburn doing a test and Arthur looks out the window and the other ones are like playing a game where you're like just passing sweets behind each other. <laughs> And the other one's like doing a dance, like first day of term. And they're doing like a dance oh, yeah, routine to it. And then Arthur like huffs and goes back to his quiz. Yeah, Mr. Ratburn. He's, so he's painted as like um, a really scary character, mm-hmm. like always mysterious. And then him and uh, Buster the bunny overhear him saying, oh, these boy heads will be brilliant. No, he needs boy heads. He's oh, like, I, he's on the I phone. Need more he's like, I need heads. more boy heads Oh, yeah, now. he says, oh, I always need boy heads. And you know, like, okay. and it's a bit like, I need boy heads by this afternoon. If you can't get them, I'll get them myself. And then obviously Buster and Arthur are absolutely terrified, thinking, well. I get like what, they're, what the show is trying to do with it, but I did think the wording of boy heads is so odd. I just kept thinking, what, what the hell is a boy head? Like I, I got it once the reveal happened, but when they were saying, it, I was like, "That's such a weird like term, isn't it?" Even the reveal was weird. Yeah, that's true. So they start investigating him mm-hmm. because they decide, like, right, this teacher obviously is like so a murderer him, yeah. or a vampire or something scary. So they follow him around his day-to-day activities, and he's actually a stand-up guy. He's, he's very doing nice. Locks, isn't he? He's um the football coach. Then he's... I think, was he like making models and then he's like helping people? Yeah, he was doing all of this extra curriculum, doing lots of different extra classes, homework clubs. And they were like, oh, wow, he's very busy. Seems to be just a normal guy and he's... He can't have time to murder people. So then they follow him to the last thing of the day and it's at a theatre. It's at a circus. And, oh, yes, at the circus, Mm. you're right. And they're like, oh, what's... what's, Why are we here? What's he doing? And then they end up on stage and they turn around and there's this like big thing, like a dummy in front of a them. A puppet. And as it turns out, it's a puppet. And they both look up and they see Mr. Ratbird and his friend and they're doing a puppet show for everyone. And all the kids are laughing. And then the boy, the puppet's head falls off. And he's like, oh, luckily I did manage to get more boy heads in the end. But that's when they're, exactly, that's when they're really spelling it out for everyone. Because then, so that happens, you're like, oh, right, got you. But then Buster and Arthur literally turn to him and go, so that's what he needed the boy heads for. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was quite an odd reveal. And then there's like a weird monologue. This one I was less keen on. Well, this on. is the pilot. So to be fair, it wasn't really like up and running, was it? I guess. So, because sometimes a show takes like a little while to mm. get in its stride. Well, no, I think it's more, they obviously each have a message and like, you know, about asthma, autism, all of these different things. You know, it's all about kind of telling you something, how everyone's different. And I think those messages are really good. Whereas this message was a little bit, you know, I remember I had this math teacher growing up and he would sometimes be like, oh, I'll treat you at the end of this lesson and tell a story and I'm being great. No more maths, story time. Yeah. Then all of the stories suspiciously had like, a mathematical ending. 
And you know when you just sort of think, that's not a real story. That's you're trying to teach me something about maths, aren't you? Don't teach me. Not when I'm at school. No, but you know you just sort of think, I've been tricked. (laughs) Um, This episode felt a little bit like this, where the message, the moral of the story was Mr. Ratburn kind of, they were like doing Buster and Arthur sort of saying, wow, so he actually does school and then afterwards he goes he teaches swimming and then he's teach he's a sports coach then he's doing an art class and now he's doing this wow and then mr ratburn turns to me going well yes i know i can sometimes be a bit of a harsh teacher but really i'm teaching all about like time management and how to you know you can also fit in lots of things in your time if you you know uh, pay attention in your <laughs> class and it's like really <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was a funny moral to, for it to be about time management, which is something that four to eight-year-olds don't really even have a grasp of what time is, never mind how to manage it. And I feel like that can be a bit toxic, actually, in these days and age. It's like the term busy is a very overused phrase now, and it's a celebrated phrase. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really busy this weekend. Oh, I'm so busy. Yeah, it's not good being quiet. It's always good to have a lot on. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, there's so much on. I'm so busy. And it's a bit like, actually, we shouldn't always be celebrating that. It should be, oh, I'm actually going to do nothing tomorrow. Nothing, going to do nothing on my day off. And oh, yeah, I'm just going to do nothing tonight. It's always like, you should be like going to work, going to the gym, having extra, you know, creative things like doing the podcast and oh you need to have another stream of revenue and oh you've got to be super sociable as well and actually I think the term like being busy shouldn't be celebrated as much as it is so I think teaching that to children being like oh not only should you go to school and do your homework but also do all of these things too when really having a nap is fine yeah that's true it it changes as you get older doesn't it like four to eight year olds aren't getting stressed about time and what they are no they're not i bet you they are they just don't know it the summer holidays used to feel like it was a year it was only six weeks we used to feel like it was just forever it was amazing is now well i mean i was gonna say well now now we don't get well, that, now do we? you don't get some that's the sad thing that's the sad truth once Actually, you leave university or if you go to uni mm-hmm. then it's like you know once you leave school no more summer holidays you know it's really interesting and i think if anyone else is kind of similar age of like us in our 20s can you like let me know if you also get this so i'll get like really lethargic and like really tired you know we sort of think oh i feel like i'm getting a bit run down or a bit sick like i really like i feel like i need a day off or i just need a break it's always around February and October. And I realise it's when I used to have half term. And your body's kind of got used to switching off for a little bit at that kind of around that time. Yeah. And even now, my body's like, oh, like, oh, it's a bit, I'm a bit tired and all, oh, you know, oh, I just really want to relax and all, oh, I don't, I'm not getting very well. And I realise it's when half term is just about to happen. And I'm like, it's because my body was trained. But now I don't get half terms. No, I think I think a lot of people get that. And I think your body does have natural when it's been trained. You yeah. know, you, you remember that. You know, for what like At two forty fifteen I'm... years of your life you're put into that cycle. Our school we used to finish at two forty and at two forty at work I'm like, Oh knackered. It's a day not over. Okay. <laughs> But Gemma, what were your feelings towards Arthur at the time and how does it compare now, watching it back? I used to absolutely love Arthur. It was one of my favourites. One I watched till I was quite old as well. And even, you know, I never stopped watching Arthur. Obviously I did at some point, but 
it wasn't like, oh, you go through phases. It was like always on. I was always happy to watch it. I was mm. always happy to rewatch episodes. Miffy, I think her name's Miffy. She is my favorite character. Muffy, not Miffy. Miffy's a bunny rabbit. Muffy was my favorite character. Very stereotypical of me. Uh, I used to love the episode where there was um, one called, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about Binky. And there's this Binky graffiti and Binky kept getting in trouble being like, oh, I stopped graffitiing your name. That's so stupid. Of course, everyone's going to know it's you. And he'd be like, it's not me. <laughs> and it turned out it was like this really cool band who were trying to promote their band by graffitiing Binky everywhere. So they gave them like free tickets to see their band. And they were like, oh, wow. And it was all about like, don't meet your heroes because then Arthur got to meet them. It turned out they weren't real. They were holograms. Oh, no. But how like, modern and good is that? That, that is could actually, be a Black yeah, Mirror yeah, episode, right. just slightly different. But imagine a Black Mirror episode all about this like super fan who finally gets to meet them and finds that they're not, not real. real. And do they decide to tell the rest of the group? And he, Arthur decided not to tell his friends. Yeah. But really, and it's that kind of dilemma thinking, do I let them know that they're not actually even real? So that might also play into the parallel with like Father Christmas or the Tooth Fairy or something like that. Oh, shut up. No, because people learn quicker than others. And do you spoil it for everyone else or do you... Oh, yeah, I guess that does does make sense. Yeah, I wasn't just making a stupid point. Even if you know, but you know, actually, you were sad when you found out, do you tell other people or not? Or do you let them kind of carry on thinking that? I think the um, like the animation's really nice, and I, I love all the characters. I love that they're animals. I just think it's so random and weird, and I really enjoy that. I feel that animation's aged really well. Obviously, art is still ongoing. Yeah. I think it wouldn't still be ongoing if the animation was easy to date, but it just seems still really fresh and really bright and really vivid, and it's not cringy at all. No, it's it not. still works really well. No, it's it's brilliant, and like the stories that we watched. So we watched quite a few just to get you know, in the flow of it again. And yeah, it's just really nice. I, I do love how positive they mm. are. And they're all like quite flawed characters too. Like they're quite annoying. Like Arthur's horrible to his sister. Horrible to his sister, but nice to his friends. You have obviously the brain who's who's obviously very clever, but then there's other things that he's not so good at. Yeah. I think it is quite good at showing the it's different all quite levels. Complex. And I think because it is an ongoing series and you know, a lot of characters, it's not just the Arthur show, even though it's called Arthur, a lot of the other characters have a lot of airtime as well that you get to learn about them and kind of grow with them. And I think it's really good that it is long running because therefore you do see other sides because to begin with, it is like, you know, the brain, is he called the brain or Brian? No idea. He's like a brown hamster. I don't know. Well, he was like, there's a really brainy one. Then you've got Binky who's meant to be kind of like the brutish bully. And it's actually quite nice that because it is an ongoing series, you genuinely get to see the other sides to them, what made them that way. Or, you know, that actually they actually love, I think, I think Binky actually at one point like gets into ballet. And that's a whole episode about Binky doing ballet. And I think that's why it's actually really good to have long running series so you get to explore that a lot more. And I think a lot of other TV shows don't get the chance, especially British TV shows. Yeah, in fairness, like you have to, you know, if they're getting an order in right, you can do three more seasons. You think, oh, okay, so what stories can we tell? Whereas, yeah, British, most of the British shows are told you, you get one series and then, you know, we'll you're, like, you're lucky next. if you get another one. Exactly. So, and they get so many more episodes. They're mm. doing like 20 episode series, maybe more for kids stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas traditionally it's between six and 10. So again, like it does limit you. And, you know, having writing teams as opposed to having like one or two or three writers, that also makes a big difference. So, but yeah, it's really nice. It has its own universe. It has its own morals. And I think that's really lovely. I 
loved so the Arthur, the voice of Arthur in this one, I, I really remember it. Yeah. It's weird because I was saying to Gemma after we watched it that like although I remember everything about Arthur, like the theme song, the music, the like the little stings and you know, when they're introducing each episode it would come up like uh almost like a, a film The Lion, uh, what's it called? Yeah, exactly MGM Lion yeah. type thing beforehand. But it would be whichever character was going to be. Mm. And then they would talk to camera. I remembered all of that. But then I don't remember any of the episodes at all. So maybe I was quite young. Yeah. Because I literally don't remember any of the stuff that happened in it. And again, I do think the morals work really well. And I think that's something that's a lot more sexy with US shows more than British shows. Which I think is a bit of a shame, actually. I think British people can sneer a little bit more at that. And I roll a bit more at that. Or a lot more cynical. Yeah. That's the, the issue. Like a lot of the British shows we watch don't really have that they don't they're very surface level but i think they'd be quite cringy i think we're very good at having these like quirky shows as the second one we talk about in this episode kind of uh attests to but um yeah i know what you mean british people aren't very good at just being sincere and just mm. leaving it at that it ha- we either have to like uh, underplay it with a joke afterwards mm-hmm. or you're being cynical about it we can yeah. never just say like oh isn't this lovely? Look at that lovely person doing this. Or, you know, help your neighbour. It would be, oh, help your neighbour, but make sure he doesn't rob you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It would always be something yeah. silly, like a payoff. But rewatching Arthur, were you impressed? Oh, I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Same. I'd give it probably a uh, 8 out of 10. Oh, I'd give it like an 8 or a 9. I'd give it an 8 because... Theme there... song's good, character's good, story's good, cartoon's yeah. good, good, moral's good, good. Yeah, and the puppy was very cute. Oh, there's yeah, a, there's a little puppy, puppy that Arthur's cute. family owns that I'd completely forgotten about. Very and cute. I used to find, um, what's his name? Buster. I used to find Buster so funny. I used to think he was the funny one. He's got a funny voice. He's a bit more high-pitched. I used to he find was him like good. the funny one. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, 8 out of 10. Really enjoyed watching again. Would highly recommend going and finding it on YouTube or if it's streaming anywhere, go and watch it. Um, just an absolute classic really and it still is it holds up and it's still running so you know good for them maybe one day we'll get a writer on from Arthur who knows that'd be cool yeah so Matt would you like to introduce Spider Spider is a British musical children's television miniseries made by Hibbert Ralph Entertainment for the BBC. That was originally aired on BBC One from the 26th of September to the 30th of December 1991. It followed the adventures of a spider, the protagonist, and a young boy. However, the boy was only present in 11 of the 13 episodes. The stories were told through song and performed by Jeff Stevenson with his children, Casey and Holly, singing backing vocals. Oh, that's really cute. The styles of music featured in the episodes vary from rock and roll to haunting and melancholic and were produced by Rick Caspin at X Studios. A BBC video entitled Spider, I'm Only Scary Because I'm Hairy, which contained all 13 episodes, was also released in 1992. However, it was later re-released on DVD in 2004. Spider was generally well received by critics and viewers with praise directed to the series simple animation, music, humour and multi-generational appeal. Spider has gained an 8.2 rating from 44 IMDb users as of November 2016. (laughs) Who's updating this? (laughs) Spider has now attracted a cult following on old children's videos and DVDs. 
Various episodes have been uploaded to video networking sites like YouTube and Vio. Video networking? I've never heard of YouTube described like that. But, Gemma, what did you think of Spider? Uh, is this one you used to watch? I had this on VHS. I used to really enjoy it. I used to watch it quite a lot. It was a VHS I really did love. I was very young and re-watching it. It's aimed at it. young people though, isn't it? Yeah, it's aimed at like toddlers, maybe even younger, like babies, toddlers, sort of age. However, re-watching it, this is everything that is right about kids TV. This is classy, wonderful. It's just everything I personally like about kids TV. And you can go either way with children's television and movies it can either be really bright really crash really loud or it can be very like whimsical and soft and this is definitely the latter it reminded me of the dark dark in the dark dark funny bones funny bones yeah (laughs) and the music is amazing in it the cartoon is very very beautiful like um watercolor style everything about this i think is just really really good considering it was released in like uh I think 1990 to 91. Um, the music's really ahead of its time. Mm. Like it really reminded me of Blur or like Jarvis Cocker from Pulp and things like that. Or something um, Serge from Sabian would make. Well, yeah, like Noel Fielding, I can really imagine loving yeah. this. And I'll, I'll put in a load of the clips so you can hear some of the songs because there's 13 episodes and it's just 13 different songs. So I'll put in a couple of our favourites. Um, but I didn't remember watching it but i really remember the first song spider in the bath spider in the bath dun, 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 when there's a spider in the bath being nice to animals is easy yeah it's really it's it's really lovely to watch and it's very inspiring i think to people who want to be animators or things like that because you know, it doesn't look like it's cost loads of money or anything like that, but it's really beautifully drawn. It's very simple. That was Meg. Oh. It's very simple and effective. No, she's being adorable. But yeah, it's very simple, very effective. And again, this is what I just sort of think is so good about this genre. And you don't overthink it. And I think a lot of shows do. And a lot of, a lot of time kind of writers can overthink things. And this one is just such a simple, lovely concept. So it's about a little boy who so it starts off this little boy. There's a it's spider in the bath. Hair. I thought it was ginger. No, it's blonde. You're right, it's blonde. And there's a spider in his bath. And <laughs> he's a bit frightened. But he loves animals. He loves his hamsters and he loves his Tigers cats. And he and loves his frogs. And mice. And he, he loves them all, but he's really not sure on this spider and he's kind of flushing it away and then he's sort of thinking, oh no, it's still somewhere in the room. Oh no. And then the spider's like, oh, no, I just want to play. Like, why don't we make a deal and we'll be friends? Like, come on. And then they do. And then kind of there's a few other episodes where you meet, like, the frog. You meet a crocodile. I will say some of the songs. So basically after you, because we watched the whole series pretty much. Like, after you've watched a couple, you get the gist of it. And, like, the vocal range of the person is all very similar. It's very, like, oh, and there's a frog. Watch out for the frog. There goes the frog, and he's going up the stairs. And it's all, like, delivered in that kind of... Well, that delivery style, I guess. Mm -hmm. I like bunny rabbits, I like frogs. I like pussycats, and I like dogs. Talking to a tiger is like falling off a log. Being friendly to the animals is easy. 
a spider in the bath, a spider in the bath. A creepy crawly, creepy crawly spider in the bath. I know he's only there because he wants to have a laugh. With hairy legs and beady eyes, he'll terrify and tantalize a spider in the bath. There are a couple of filler songs, I would Crocodile say. Crocodile one? The crocodile one was awful. The frog one that we skipped through. The cro- it was called Crocker. And it's about a crocodile rocker. And it's like, uh, where's the spider? Bring the spider back. The hamster one was good, I thought. And yes. I liked the little Miss M. Which was fat shaming. It was a bit fat shaming. She just wanted to have a picnic. And the spider kept ruining it. Yeah, it's horrible. I used to really identify with her growing up. Little Miss Muffet Sitting on a tuffet Tucking into curds and whey Along comes a spider When he sits beside Here Miss Muffet runs away So what did he say? What did he say? Why did little Miss Muffet run away? What did he say? What did he say? Did the spider only try to come to play? I said, good morning, Miss M. Good morning, Miss M. Couldn't we play a game of hide and seek again? Good morning, Miss M. Good morning, Miss M. If you run away, I'll shut my eyes and tell. We have to talk about the good things and the bad things here. And uh, there was quite a lot what of bad like, things. There's some weird like nudity shots, wasn't there? Yeah, the little boy's always like half naked well, he's in a towel obviously in the first one he's just got his little towel wrapped around him he's like drying himself off another one he's like in his underpants putting his pajamas on ready to go to bed and then he sees a panda and again there's like another one with, with little miss muffy muffet her underwear's out and it's like okay like this well, they're just little kids aren't they yeah but i know i know yeah I know. I know it's a drawing of a child it is and it's very like sweet and innocent and lovely um i'm just saying i'm just raising the point that's all i'm doing I think it's lovely. I think the kind of, it has a very simple message. Is like, so it basically follows this in the spider's friendship. The last song's one of my favorites and I remember it really clearly. It's oh, very cute. When they're just, it's basically ends with them. So obviously you start off, he's scared of them. Then it's kind of the spider helping like the cat and helping the hamsters and a few kind of interludes to meet other animals. And then it ends with all about how they're really great friends and they're like playing chess and he's sheltering, you know, the spider from the rain with an umbrella and because the spider doesn't like water and it's just really, really sweet. And the spider sleeps in a little matchbox on the bedside table. Uh, oh yeah, because he comes with him to school he in one does. episode. He opens up the matchbox and there's the spider like, hello. And everyone's mean to me, he doesn't have any friends, but the spider's there for him. I love the drawing of the spider. I think it looks, it's the big eyes that make yeah. you like, oh, he's a lovely little spider. But they do still make him like hairy and it's got those like legs, you know, where it's all like... Oh, they're like long, wispy. And, well, yeah. wispy, they're kind of like arched, aren't they? Where they can like walk or like scuttle across. So it's like cute, but not too cute, you know, that it's silly. But it's brilliant. And please do agree. I do. I think it's really good. I think it's really, uh, it's got good uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of humour. Some of the rhyming's really funny. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely because like, obviously you hear the kids on the song. And you're like, oh, they're, they're sweet kids. They're the singer's kids. Yeah, that's, that's a lovely touch, isn't it? Like, that's something they will always have yeah. as their family. That's amazing. I really enjoyed it. It's a shame they only made one series. Yeah. I'm surprised at that. They should have done other series but like maybe not about a spider what do it about a different thing each time yeah, yeah maybe because the story is wonderful and the, the drawings are really really nice and i imagine this would be it lovely have been like a picture book 
Like yeah. an Elmo the elephant type thing. Well, or a hungry of, caterpillar. I was really surprised it wasn't based off a book because most like Arthur, most kind of really popular kids TV shows actually did start off as books. And um, this would be a, such a lovely one to watch right before you came to sleep as a child. Yeah. That's the last thing you'd watch. Like, and they're all, the, each episode is five minutes long. So it's a really kind of perfect, not, unobnoxious amount of time. Um, not taking up too much screen time as like a kid. I just sort of think everything about this, I just And you can love. find the whole series on YouTube. Yeah, so you if you've got little kids... Or if you just want to watch it yourself, like go and watch it because you you won't do any harm by watching it. You're having it. a bad day and you can't sleep or something. It's lovely. Put this on. And we were watching because we uh, had just been out with Meg and we met some friends in the park and stuff. It was really cold. So <laughs> a bit, <laughs> bit backstory. So when we came in, we were like, oh, let's just warm up a bit. And we watched some more of it. We just got in bed it and watched lovely. that for a bit while Meg slept on oh, the covers. It was so idyllic. So you could do worse than watching Spider on a Sunday afternoon. And that just about wraps up the first episode of season two of Remember This. We hope you've enjoyed it. I've been Matt Bentley Viney and my lovely co-host has been... Gemma Bentley Viney. Thank you for listening and coming back to us. Please share with your friends, um, rate us, review us. You know, this is something we do in our spare time as just, because why not? Um, so you know if you kind of tweet us any support we'd really appreciate you know send us a message on instagram or email us at remember this question mark at gmail.com it really does kind of brighten our days and makes us feel all feel worthwhile and it's really great engaging with you guys and again any suggestions for tv shows movies games anything let us know because we are you know we have our list that we're referring to each week before we um, start watching things to record. Um, so yes, it is really helpful and hopefully oh, you'd enjoy it more because you're like, I remember this. No, because it's really good because then it actually, you know, finding shows like this where it only was one series in 1990, it's really difficult. So it's really good if you can be specific and come back to us with those type of TV shows because they're the ones we love watching, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, if you could rate us on, on um, Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate that. That helps the most. It takes literally like 30 seconds. Just go on there, give us a star rating, whatever that might be. But give us five stars because that would be nice. It's been really good being back. It's been really fun watching these old TV shows. And like we said, we can't wait to go through Bliss Magazine and we'll talk about Crash because we've pretty much completed all three of those games. Okay, we're going to play some now. We are going to play some yeah. now. And yeah, so you can expect to hear episodes from us weekly on Mondays, 6am. Don't be there, be square. Just listen. That'd be really nice. Oh, hate that phrase. <laughs> but that's why I said don't. I said don't be there, be square. Because I hate the phrase too. Okay. Yeah, that wraps everything up. And you'll hear from us next week. Have a great week, guys. Take care of yourselves. Bye.